Hispanic Heritage Month is from September 15 to October 15 each year. And the 2022 theme for Hispanic Heritage Month is Unidos, Inclusivity for a Stronger Nation. So in that light, we have a wonderful guest today on Movies Are Magic. Luis I. Reyes is a renowned scholar and author, and you can explore the rich history of the Latin and Hispanic community of Hollywood with his new book, new to the TCM Library. The book is titled Viva Hollywood, The Legacy of Latin and Hispanic Artists in American Film. So welcome, Luis. Thank you, Jennifer. <laughs> I'm really happy to be here with you. Yeah, it's so fun. And where where are we talking to you from today? I am in Los Angeles, California. Wonderful. And you just returned back from the Lone Pine Film Festival, I believe? Yes, the Lone Pine Film Festival. It is an amazing film festival. Lone Pine is about 200 miles north of Los Angeles in the eastern Sierra Nevada mountains. And uh, it is where more than 200 motion pictures were filmed. And I was there with uh, Patrick Wayne, John Wayne's son, mm -hmm. Chris Mitchum, who is uh, Robert Mitchum's son, uh, mm -hmm. Claude Jarman Jr., who starred along with Randolph Scott in a film called Roughshod, uh, Rudy Ramos from the television series Yellowstone, uh, Diamond Farnsworth. We just had a great time because it's one of the few film festivals where you get up close and personal with the people who worked in those films. And also, after watching the film, you can go to the actual locations uh, in the Alabama Hills with the gorgeous Mount Whitney, Sierra Nevada Mountains behind you and those rocks. Uh, you can actually go to the location and see exactly where those films were shot. And so it's it's amazing. And uh, I, along with Don Kelson, we showed the Cisco Kid, the gay mm -hmm. caballero with Cesar Romero. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't remember that Cesar Romero played the Cisco Kid in six films. Mm -hmm. And they were shot in Lone Pine. Oh, so I didn't know that. we screened that. the film. And then afterwards, we went out to the actual locations with screenshots so we could compare what we just saw with photos from the movie standing on the actual locations. How fun. And most people, younger audiences probably know um, Cesar Romero as the Joker <laughs> on the Batman TV show. That's probably how some most people remember him. So, yeah, that's, uh, you know, people always forget these older stars had uh, careers when they were younger. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I mean, Cesar Romero, uh, he was a little bit annoyed at first because he said out of all the work that I have done in movies, mm -hmm. I mean, he did movies with John Ford, with Shirley Temple. He did musicals with Carmen Miranda. I mean, he he was in the original uh Ocean's Eleven with Frank Sinatra. Yeah, I think he was uh, I mean, on The Thin did, Man. I think he was Yeah, the I mean, he did man, so yeah. much work. And yeah. he was a bit annoyed because he says, you know, out of everything I've done, they're going to remember me for Batman, the Joker. Yeah, and that's how, you know, a lot of, a lot of kids recognize him from. Yeah, You know, but, but then he thought about it for a while and he said, you know what? 
I guess it's good to be remembered for something. <laughs> well, and maybe it maybe it draws people into learning more about somebody. So watching watching their earlier work that's that's happened to me a lot with a lot of older classic film stars um, realizing they had this whole career before. It's kind of exciting to rediscover them. So speaking of that, um, so your book, Viva Hollywood, The Legacy of Latin and Hispanic Artists in American Film, this book um, covers history going back 100 years or more. So are, are you a classic film generally? And and how did how did you come to discover these classic films that you talk about in your book? Well, I've been watching movies since I was a kid growing up in New York. There were two local neighborhood movie houses uh, right around the corner from where I lived on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. Plus, I'm a baby boomer, so I grew up in that era of television in the 50s. So I was devouring everything I was able to watch and my parents allowed me to watch as a kid. And then um, I watched movies in my neighborhood movie house and I I fell in love with with all the people on the screen. I mm-hmm. fell in love with being transported to different places. Uh, I, I just love the whole movie experience, be it in the theater or on television. So tell us more about what, what's in your book and what did you discover about um, like the Latin and Hispanic community that was going on in Hollywood all this time that maybe didn't get a lot of visibility. So like, what's the full spectrum of what your book covers? What can readers expect to find? Well, I decided at, when I came to LA, I just, I joined a Latino group called Nosotros, which means we, the people, it was an organization started by Ricardo Montalban. And uh, it was to promote a Latin talent in Hollywood to create opportunities, as well as to try to rid the negative stereotypes of Latinos in films. Or So anyway, I got to meet a lot of the people that I admired on the screen, Latino as well as non-Latino, because in, we weren't so quite polarized in those days. So mm-hmm. uh, everybody came to support uh, a good cause. So one of the first, uh, so quickly I realized that there were no books, there was no documentation on Latinos or American Latinos in Hollywood films. Mm -hmm. There were plenty of books on Latin American cinema. There were plenty of books on Mexican cinema, but there was nothing on the participation of American Latinos in the Hollywood cinema. And I had found out that Latinos have been involved in Hollywood cinema since its inception. One of the reasons they came to Hollywood, among the many reasons, was the fact that there was an available labor pool of Mexican, Chinese, and uh, immigrant labor here in Mm -hmm. California. And when you're starting an industry, you need carpenters, laborers, you need people who can ride horses because Westerns were very popular. So uh, craftspeople. So this is where the industry started and Latinos worked from the beginning. 
So um, what are some, well, first let's talk about who, uh, someone very exciting um, <clears throat> that you got involved with the book that wrote your introduction, um, a very famous actor, Jimmy Smits, who I think most people just know who he is, but he was, um, I think first, well, he's best known for playing uh, Victor Cifuentes on uh, LA Law in the 80s and 90s, um, but he was also on The West Wing, he was in the movies, um, I think, Switch, Um He's been in a lot of movies. A lot, a lot of people know who he is. Star Wars. I mean, of course, he's in Star Wars also. Um, very handsome. Very, very famous. How did you get him to um, be part of this book and, and write the intro and then uh, maybe talk about what he has to say in the foreword to your book? Well, um, Jimmy Smith is now currently on playing the police commissioner uh, on East New York, a new series. And... Uh, He's always he's been a good friend. I've known him since New York uh, when he was starting out as an actor. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's been a good friend through the years. And uh, I've seen his career grow. And I asked him if he would uh, write the forward. And he very, you know, very nicely said, yes, I would I would mm -hmm. love to. Uh, so. I was really, really pleased that he was able to, you know, shed some light on, on the history of Latinos in Hollywood as he saw it. And also uh, in the forward talking about our relationship and how we've worked together on several film projects that really is showcasing uh, a new image of the Latino in motion pictures where we as Latino artists are defining our own image within the American experience. And we've done that in films like Mi Familia in which uh, Jimmy starred with uh, Edward James Olmos and Isai mm -hmm. Morales and was directed by Gregory Nava. So now we're telling Great. stories uh, about our experience within the American experience of films like uh, La Bamba, um, Real Women Have Curves, in which we are now starting to define our image and giving more nuanced stories and portrayals of the Latino experience in the United States. And that, that's so important. So what, what are your favorite stories and films and performers that you know in the book? Maybe maybe some, some characters from the Hollywood world that uh, many who consider themselves classic movie fans might be discovering for the first time when they read your book. Is there anything you want to highlight for us? Oh, there's so many. Uh, well, let's start with the beginning. You had people like Myrtle Gonzalez, who was a Mexican-American uh, actress. She was... Uh, uh, a screen heroine. She was a, 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 a forceful presence in early silent films. Mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately, she was an action heroine. Uh, but unfortunately, she died uh, in 1918, uh, just when her career was really taking off mm -hmm. uh, from the pandemic, the 1918 pandemic, believe mm -hmm. it or not. Uh, we have Antonio Moreno, who started with the Biograph Company in New York. I mean, he was from Spain. He came here as a young man. And uh, he's probably best known as a 
character actor, but he starred with Clara Bow. He was a leading man for many years. Uh, I guess he's best known today as the professor in uh, The Creature from the Black Lagoon, <laughs> yeah. or as uh, the Mexican vaquero who leads John Wayne in his search for uh, Chief Scar, who has abducted his niece in The Searchers, the classic Searchers. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, there's so many people. There's uh, Lupe Velez, you know, who's known as the Mexican Spitfire. Mm-hmm, but she's beautiful. She has a career, I mean, incredible career that needs to be reevaluated. I mean, she worked with Douglas Fairbanks. She worked with William Wyler, with D.W. Griffith, with Cecil B. DeMille. She started in silence. I mean, in, in the late silent period. Uh, she worked in musicals. Uh, she, she has an incredible career, but uh, most people just know her from the Mexican Spitfire series. So mm-hmm. I think her career needs to be reevaluated. Which uh, there, yeah, there were films. eight of eight of those movies, I think. So there's it's like a whole series. Oh, uh, she did a whole series mm-hmm. of the Mexican Spitfire, which was great. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was really if it wasn't for the Mexican Spitfire, uh, really, uh, Fran Drescher uh, as the nanny. Mm-hmm. Or even Sofia Vergara on Modern Family, that kind of characterization, uh, you know, was created or modeled after, uh, you know, consciously or unconsciously by the characterization of Lupe Velez as the character of the Mexican Spitfire, uh, Carmelita Fuentes. Mm-hmm. And in real life, she had a pretty dramatic life, too, just, uh, you know. Oh no, Lupe Velez lived her life like a rock, like a modern day rock star. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she was incredible. And died young also. Yeah, unfortunately. Young. Unfortunately, she yeah, I don't want to go into that because unfortunately people delve too much into mm-hmm. that and don't recognize the really varied career that she had. Yeah, she was she's and she's gorgeous. So I always suggest people if they're listening at home, you've never heard the name Lupe Velez. It's L-U-P-E. Uh, V-E-L-E-Z, just, you know, look her up on a search engine and, you know, read up a little and look for some some clips and then and then go find movies. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, there's so many people. Uh, I mean, I take it up, um, you know, to uh, Antonio Banderas today. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of the most beautiful women in film today uh, are period, or just beautiful women in popular culture are Latinas. I mean, you're talking mm-hmm. about Selma Hayek. You're talking about uh, Jennifer Lopez, uh, Penelope Cruz, uh, you know, Zoe Zaldana. I mean, you have, you know, they're considered some of the beautiful women in the world. Ana de Armas. Ana de Armas, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, I think that's where we need to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of, because there's been a lot of restraints, there's been a lot of bias in Hollywood that restrained careers from progressing, mm-hmm. okay, where Latinos were limited to certain roles. Mm-hmm. And uh, the it always didn't work one way or the other. And I think where we're getting to today is uh, where you have Ana de Armas, a Latina actress, uh, playing probably the most iconic Hollywood actress of all time, uh, Marilyn Monroe. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so 
I think things are, are changing. We're progressing. Uh, you have uh, a gentleman by the name of Jay Hernandez uh, who is playing Magnum P.I. I mean, he's just mm -hmm. a brown guy playing Magnum. They mm -hmm. don't try to make him Hawaiian. They don't try to make him Latino. He's just an actor playing a role, just as Tom Selleck would play a role. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's great. So, you, so yeah. you feel things are are going in the right direction uh, with this yeah, I mean, representation? Yeah. Absolutely. You have uh, Tanakh Huerta mm -hmm. is playing a submariner in the new uh, Wakanda Forever Black Panther movie. Yeah. Uh, you have a Latino superhero film coming out next year called The Blue Beetle. So there's uh, things are changing, not fast enough, because we still have the stereotypes are still around. Mm -hmm. I mean, we may not be banditos anymore, you know, or drug dealers, but now we're drug dealers with suits. OK, <laughs> we're cartel leaders. OK, they're Baby overwhelming. Steps, <laughs> yeah, they're overwhelming images of, you know, poor immigrants crossing the border. OK, mm -hmm. Uh so there's there's still uh, lots of stereotypes around, and I don't mind stereotypes as long as there's a balance. Yeah, balance is essential. So how, how did you come to work with TCM, and and what was that like? How did how did the uh, just we have a few minutes left, but just real quickly, how did that happen, and and where can people pick your book up at? Oh well, the uh, TCM had a big success with a book that they did called Black Hollywood, which was done by a, a extremely well-known fellow colleague by the name of Don Bogle. Mm -hmm. and I've, I've met him success, a few times. Yeah, <laughs> he's a great he's guy great. Mm -hmm. and very, very knowledgeable. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, they wanted to do something similar on Latinos in Hollywood. And 25 years ago, I had done a book called Hispanics in Hollywood which was a very comprehensive book on Latinos in Hollywood. So they asked me if I would do something for them. Uh, and I did. And this is not as comprehensive. Viva Hollywood is not as comprehensive as that, addition, uh, that original book. So this was more highlighting uh, mm -hmm. from a really, you know, mid 21st century perspective or early 21st century's perspective. So there may be, and we couldn't include everybody. We don't include television uh, unless it's a serious crossover. Uh, it's basically classic movies. Okay. It's movies like Casablanca. People don't realize the Bulgarian girl who needs her letters of transit. Mm -hmm. Okay. Was Joy Page. And she was the daughter of an actor by the name of Don Page from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh, who later became an, an actor and changed his name to Don Alvarado. Mm -hmm. So uh, people don't know, uh, well, more recently, Chinatown. Uh, Chinatown was lensed by uh, the great cinematographer, John Alonzo, who was nominated for an Oscar for his work on that film. And also the one of the leading actors in the film was Perry Lopez, who played mm -hmm. Lieutenant Lou Escobar in that classic film with Jack Nicholson directed by Roman Polanski. Mm -hmm. So um, 
it doesn't have everybody. So there are a few personal favorites that may be missing. Mm -hmm. So we have to make some uh, judgments on who to include and not to include because of space limitations and things like that. Right. So that was Chinatown you're referencing. I don't know if you said the name of the correct in case anyone was. <laughs> um, so do you do you have I always put all my guests on the spot, regardless of, you know, their book topic or uh, what movies they're writing or talking about? Do, do you have a favorite classic movie? Oh, there's so many, you know, just like you, you love movies for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say. Uh, my one of some of my favorites are the Comancheros with John Wayne. Mm-hmm. I'm a Western fan. Oh, yeah. uh, another favorite movie is one that's not talked about too much, but it's a really beautiful, great movie. Uh, it's called El Cid mm-hmm. with Charlton Heston and Sophia Loren that takes place in, in Spain. Uh, so. I mean, Casablanca, uh, you know, I love all classic movies, uh, whether they be, you know, Latino themed uh, or not. I mean, I love La Bamba, uh, Mm -hmm. Mi Familia, uh, Real Women Have Curves. I mean, there's there's so you love movies for different reasons. Mm -hmm. You know, either the movie is good or the star is good or everything combined. The memory. Sometimes it's the memory. Yeah, you can or love it just because it. Yeah, you, like you just said, a uh, mm-hmm. a memory you were at a special time and place in your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, the music I love, One Eyed Jacks with uh, Marlon Brando and Kati Hurado. Mm-hmm. I think the movie is a gorgeous movie to watch, uh, and it's. I think he did a great job with that film, and the, the music is wonderful. I mean, so it's you, you know the movies you love for different reasons. Mm-hmm. So where can you get your book so everyone can learn more about the legacy of Latin and Hispanic artists in American film? Um, can they can they get it on Amazon bookstores? Where's the best place? Yes, it's it's available uh, on Amazon. And it's also available in the major bookstores, whichever are left these days. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yes, it, it, it's a widely available so, yes, please go out and get a copy because it's gorgeously illustrated with over 200 photos in color and black and white. Yes, it's it's beautiful. So, well, thank you so much for being here today, Luis I. Reyes. The book is titled Viva Hollywood, The Legacy of Latin and Hispanic Artists in American Film. And we will be right back on Movies Are Magic with Jennifer with some fun classic movie music inspired by our conversation today.
Thank you.